So how is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn, the podcast where we bring you the latest video game news, reviews, and impressions, plus random discussions about things that probably aren't important. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the main green that brings the pain, Mr. Balanced Nutrition himself, Jacob. Good evening, sir. Are you are you done dying over there? <laughs> I am done dying now. Our whole <laughs> pre-session was me. <laughs> Almost keeling over on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, oh, get that it's out. good. Need down with the sickness over there. It's cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Took that wrong sip of water. Got me. That's the, that's like the worst feeling. It's like the, like you can feel the brink of death when it goes down the wrong way, and it's like this is terrible. Yeah, but you feel like you're standing and drowning, but you're yeah. dry. Basically, that dry drowning is, is 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 real. Feels like somebody shoved like an actual cantaloupe in your lung. <laughs> I like how you pick the largest, like silver, like round fruit. <laughs> well, I was gonna go with kiwis. Spherical. <laughs> but you need a lot of kiwis to get that feeling. It's not like a bag of kiwis. It's just it's like just one solid. One solid. <laughs> it's just lodged right into the uh, esophagus hole. Hole. Yeah, gotcha. and let's be honest. Watermelon's too big. Hey, you know you it's would you dead. would think that, but there is there's probably some folk out there that could squeeze it in there. Maybe you know. <laughs> That's a whole another talk. <laughs> Something That's about true. a Guinness Book yeah. of World Records. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> Our Guinness World Record podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's uh gonna be launching in the in the coming years. Can't <laughs> yeah. <we> can. <laughs> Shooting for a 2025 <laughs> launch yeah. date. We'll see. We'll got see. the real long term term plan. Uh, business strategy. Yeah, got to have them goals. Real stretch goals out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you know. So, uh, go ahead. I uh, I found you something to add to your collection. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, I know that I know that you you like to smell good and you've been playing Resident Evil lately. Well, mm. <laughs> just for you, Capcom released some special Resident Evil perfume and colognes. I bet that so is so you can uh, smell like your favorite people. <laughs> how do how do they know what they smell like though? I mean, I I don't know. I'm assuming this because they have a Chris Redfield brand, a Leon Kennedy, and a Jill Valentine. Mm. I could only imagine that's just the, the, a reek of like sweat and like vomit <laughs> and pee <laughs> and that's pee all, that's all it is. <laughs> and like yeah, semi dried blood. Like <laughs> very irony. Yeah, very irony. I imagine it's close <laughs> to the uh, scent of what was it from Anchorman Sex Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's the same sort of smell. Yeah, irony. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's out here buying this? I mean, is this in your market? Uh, I, you know what? I could have a nice little spot for it. Uh, I imagine it's already sold out by now, but it uh, it released on the twenty third. Looks like it was around. It says fifty eight US dollars, but we'll we'll call it call it sixty. A smooth I'm sixty. Sure it's, uh, they're they're not very big bottles. It, it looks more to be like a collector's thing. That's what I'm assuming. I don't imagine you're going to go out there and 
buy these for the flavor. For the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean they're pretty cool. They're in they're in little little small almost like not test bottles, but they look like the smaller size. And they each have their names and uh like badge on them. Their bad shape and their specific colors towards it. So that's kinda cool. That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Something good to have it to the uh RE collection. You're gonna buy that. You yeah, gotta you gotta spray it at least once because we gotta confirm how how irony it is. How much metal content <laughs> you, this uh the scent making consists of. You'll be able to smell me from there. <laughs> right through house. the right through the mic and all, you know. Just Yeah. Man. I didn't know you That's had good. didn't know you had Leon over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you got guest? <laughs> you brought out Chris? Oh, Chris. Sure, his smells like a big box of Debbie Downers. I mean, I like Chris. It's just everything around him and his whole story ever is always sad. Yeah, he just smells like depression. <laughs> yeah, he, no one needs to ever be near him because it's probably not going to be a, a good outcome for you. <laughs> He'll come out fine. Yeah, I like like uh, Leon's outlook in the whole uh, Resident Evil 2 so far that I've played. He's just like, oh, I'm here to save the day. I've joined this force to save this city. And it's like, like, bro, bro, you're just one guy. The whole city's overrun. Like, what are you? This is my first day. (laughs) First day in the job. You're taking over the city. I will save everyone. I enjoy his enthusiasm, but it's like, I think you need to, you need to step back just a couple steps and work your way to that. Uh, Right. Sounds pretty, pretty uh, ambitious. He, he's Batman, and that's just how it is. So, very true. I mean, as long as you're in the mentality that you're Batman, I guess you're Batman. And uh, that's yeah, you don't even fun. need the mask at that point. You don't. You don't need the mask. It's just you just go <laughs> and you just become the Batman. <laughs> you might need the spandex, but you don't need the mask. Yeah, the spandex keeps you limber. That's that's <laughs> what it is. I've I've learned that if you wear enough spandex, you actually can stretch more. I think that's what I think that's what it's about. And you can uh, you can lube yourself up for for tactics wise so nobody can grab you. <laughs> My God, it's it brilliant. Right out. <laughs> yeah, nobody can it's perform any funny. grapples. <laughs> <laughs> you just right out of there. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a sight to see. I can only <laughs> and I don't lube, a lubed up Batman just swinging through the city. Let you slip out, grab the wrist, and break. Yeah. <laughs> like that old video. Grab the wrist, break. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm sure you didn't you didn't come here to hear us talk about lubed up Batman. Because that's uh that's a that's a whole nother topic, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> True. But first, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you can find us on patreon.com slash legacy respawn where you can get the show ad free and get some extra content over that way. And you can find us on all major platforms as well. And as always, we greatly appreciate all your support. Mm-hmm. So today we have uh, I started the show off. I wanted to get the, the serious stuff out of the way so we can have a little more fun towards the end because a lot of news been circulating around. It's, 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 some of the stuff is, you know, it's terrible. Let's, let's be honest. We're, it's very terrible. And yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Not something people should face in any kind of employment uh, situation or 
or any situation for that matter beyond employment. But uh, I said we just jump right into it. We'll break the context down and uh, we'll discuss. Try to stay calm about it. So, Cal- yeah, <laughs> California sues Activision Blizzard for sexual harassment and discrimination against women. So apparently, you know, from how I read this actually before I read it is that this is something that's been ongoing for a while, not just in this studio, but other studios. And this doesn't come to a surprise to people that are already like in the industry per, per se. Right. Like, this is something they're dealing with. And it's like, oh, and then, wow, it's in the news now. Like, you know, but it's not shocking to them as it would be for me and you that are reading this from the outside. Yeah. Anyone not working in the actual industry themselves. Yeah. But uh, Chris, he wrote up a nice article here over at VGC. He says Activision Blizzard has been sued by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing because it's reported failure to handle sexual harassment and discrimination against female employees. The DFEH held an investigation into the company that lasted over two years and has concluded that it found evidence that Activision Blizzard discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, termination, constructive discharge, and retaliation. It adds, DFEH's investigation also found that female employees were subject to sexual harassment. The lawsuit, which was filed on Tuesday at Los Angeles Superior Court, Claims that despite being headquartered in California, where the na- nation's strongest anti-harassment, equal pay, and other equal employment opportunity protections exist for employees, Activision has failed to make improvements in these areas. Unlike its customer base of increasingly diverse player players, defendants' workplace is only about 20% women. The suit states adding its top leadership is also exclusively male and white. The CEO and president roles are now and have always been held by white men. Very few women ever reach top roles in the company. The women who do reach higher roles earn less salary, incentive pay, and total compensation than their male peers and evidence in defendants' own records. The suit goes on to cite alleged incidences of sexual harassment and discrimination at Activision Blizzard, including reports of cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles and offices and it often engage inappropriate behavior towards female employees. According to the suit, male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees. Engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. It also claims that in particular tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought butt plugs and lubricant with them on a trip. The suit alleges that a holiday party before her death, male co-workers were passing around nude photos of her. And they included a list here of specific alleged incidents that the suit include. A female employee of Blizzard being assigned a lower level role being denied equal pay and being told it was not her turn for promotion. It took her three years to get promoted while a male counterpart was promoted within a year of being hired. <clears throat> a female employee at Blizzard being assigned a lower role, being denied equal pay and being passed over for promotion despite high performance reviews while her male counterpart was regularly invited to one-on-one meetings with the vice president and was eventually promoted. A newly promoted male supervisor who delegated his responsibility to his new female subordinates in favor of playing Call of Duty. 
female HR and accounting employees at Activision being paid less than a, counter, a male counterpart and being passed over for promotion despite doing substantially more work. A female employee working on a game team, a game team who had been taken taken on some of the roles of a manager, when she asked to be fairly paid for the extra work she was doing, she was told the company could not risk promoting her as she might get pregnant and like being a mom too much. Female employees reported that they were criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare or being kicked out of lactation rooms so employees could use the rooms for meetings. An African-American female employee said she was micromanaged such that when she requested time off from work, her manager made her write a one-page summary on how she would spend her time off work when and nobody else had to write one. A female employee who says random male employees would approach her at work and comment on her breast. Female employees on the World of Warcraft team noting that male employee and supervisors would hit on them and make derogatory comments about rape. Activision has also responded to the lawsuit with a statement accusing the DFEH of not engaging with it on what they thought they were seeing in their investigation. <clears throat> did you want to comment on that or did you want to keep going and get through Activision's statement? Um, I guess we could sit here and break this down. Let's do it. Oh, man. It's a load. It's a, it's a, it's a ton of information. Uh, a lot of it, you know, obviously is very sexist towards the females that work in this said, you know, Activision workplace, which is a terrible, terrible thing. Nobody should ever have to in, in, endure any kind of, you know, segregation such as this due to the sex that you are for one. Right. Um, you know, being a place of business like this, this, you know, obviously shouldn't be something that should be sustained even for a moment. I mean, I mean, it should be approached and taken care of, not even if it's just by management, it should be approached by even coworkers or counterparts or your team as a, you know, as, that you work with. I mean, somebody should step up. Hey, you know, don't don't do that. Or I mean, there's obviously morals that people live by. Then, you know, people know right from wrong. And it sounds like this is an ongoing thing between all male employees, maybe not all of them, maybe they're not all part of it, but it sounds like a, a majority of the company is uh, in this livelihood that this is an okay practice. Yeah. Walking around like it's like, it's just a normal every other day to do these things. And like, it's just fine to just shun off somebody being treated like this or not saying anything at all. It makes you still accountable if you were there. Absolutely. And I agree with that completely. Um, I mean, even like going about this, if we break down, like, each like bullet point. Uh, I I read into some of the, I guess the actual like court files that they released for it, right? Uh, of some of it, say it talked a lot about that uh, the pub crawl, which the whole thing. I'm I'm getting ahead. I'm trying to combine too many things. <laughs> uh wanted to jump to the like delegating their task to other uh, female employees that are under them while they just, I guess, play games all day or call of duty or be it, whatever it is. Uh, and I get that it's a game studio and that you, you know, work on the games and there is parts, you know, having downtime to play, but it doesn't, it's not like an all day thing. You come in, I'm not feeling too good today. Cause I was hung over last night. I'm going to go ahead and, 
I'll get these people to do this, and I'm going to sit here and play this and get the rest of the office to join in. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not an acceptable uh, manner in which to show up to work anyways. No. I'm I'm actually surprised that they're... I don't even know if that's a thing you're allowed to do, like drinking in the office, if that's what they're doing, like the pub crawls and everything. Yeah, I don't know no, if that no, goes no by way. management. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that flies with like regulations and rules on the the business and OSHA side of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not a uh, a workplace uh, activity per se. No, sure. and that's why they have like companies have work parties where that is you know it's all right. They're typically if they're at the place of business, it's separating like off business hours in a, a different room or lobby or something like that. Not through your office while other people are working. <laughs> yeah. That Stop watching us. <laughs> Get back to work. Just. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the whole situation is, you know, obviously it needs to be upfront and people need a, it needs to be you know brought forward to people's attention, which, you know, I think is being, displayed correctly you know them it's great that these uh brave women have come forth and you know made these claims because you know you know today's society you know like even a job like this all should be you know treated equally as like one person isn't better than the other or either sex for that matter i mean there is no advantage to being a male or female in this environment so you know, being treated differently just because of that, that reasoning is uh, just quite outrageous. And, you know, like I said, the uh, like other people that work in this facility, like they could easily just like all it takes is just one person to be like, hey, you know, don't do that. You know, don't treat that person as, you know, that way or don't say that. But it seems like this is just deep in the roots of this this company and it's been going on for much longer than that. Yeah, then what's been come out like I mean it like you said it's it stretches to the industry itself but this is one of the really bad situations that have actually come out uh, right I, I remember reading in it it's a lot of it was they called it uh, like a frat boy mentality that a lot of the upper I guess upper management and male counterparts in all the levels were Showing, right? I think yep. the wrong word for that, but <laughs> um, the what's the other? It, it was somebody had said it. It seems like these, you know, hey, you got you. You went from being uh, how did they word it? They, they straight down and word it like you know a nerd, <laughs> and only you know you basically you got like your dream job of doing this, but you. You transferred in this other feeling that you, you know, are better than everyone else. You, you know, you never took in a professional side of it. And you, you talk like you would talk. If you're, I don't know how you hear some of the younger kids playing Call of Duty, like 10 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty outrageous as well. I mean, they're just trolling the Friends whole like online <laughs> community. Yeah. And you're treating all these uh, women in your workplace like they're lower than you. Which goes against completely everything that the company as like higher up say that they're, you know, against like, oh, we're here as equals and 
games are for equals and right. it just really you, frustrating they're, they're just trying to push stuff under the rug at this point yeah you can definitely say something and you know do the other i mean that's definitely i mean these guys have been probably management these positions for quite some time and like they know the drill like okay so and so has complained or you know filed a complaint about whatever you know they have their probably in inside rules on how to handle that and you know yeah and, and hush the situation so it doesn't come it's out been, maybe that's why it's been going on for so long i mean i don't know yeah the the sad thing is most of the time with hr in this situation they won't um, they won't address the situation with the person they'll usually take steps to get that person to leave the company the one that's having the stuff done to them that's making the reports right yeah you usually tend to instead of fixing the hole they tend to just weed out that person yeah turning the you know the victim of the problem as the person that's going to be in trouble or fired from their job for bringing it yep. forth you know and you know the fear of that alone people don't want to lose their job of course so yeah. it's like it's like what do you do in that situation i think that uh in no way, shape, or form should they ever make any kind of jokes about anything like that. That's a super serious topic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that that I was pretty sure that that the whole gaming industry and their self got away from using you know that term like they used to say back when I remember it back like when Halo first came out, the original Halo. People would say that a lot, or, or the original Call of Duties referring to it as losing or if you're winning. Right. Gotcha. Oh boy. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> the the kicking people out of their the lactation rooms, that that's ridiculous. And uh what was it the about the woman not being promoted saying that it could risk a if she gets pregnant, that she would like being a mom too much. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, they're about the base, most sexist things you could possibly say, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't even know how you would even get any more, you know, <laughs> anti-diverse <laughs> than that. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> like no, that's pretty. That's pretty far up there. Yeah, and it's it's the crazy part is they think that's the okay thing to say in that situation, which it, that's the part that's baffling about the whole thing. It's like, Oh, you know, they're, they're, they're so cool and upfront about how they treat women in the environment. It's just like, dude, like, you, like this isn't this, that's not okay. You don't talk to people in that manner. And, yeah. And it's like, I like, what do they do when they leave this facility? Is this how they treat people outside of it? I mean, I would imagine, right. Like you don't just grow this, assume. this mentality just at work. I mean, this would be something that you would take home with you with, even if you had a wife, I don't know how they would even have one at that, at that point. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you treat women in such a, a manner, I mean, like, what do you like, how do you handle life at that point? Like, how do you make it through life without somebody, you know, bringing, you know, justice to you and, and, you know, in a way that, you know, karma comes around and, and you get what you deserve probably eventually. I would hope so. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And the, let's not forget about the, the African American female that had to write a one page summary of how she was going to spend her, her time off that she's allotted from work. Exactly. Like, what is the reason for that? 
you if it's your personal time or vacation time, you don't you don't need a reason. No. As long as you get yeah, I could understand if sick time. But you wouldn't yeah. have to write a one page summary about how you were gonna spend your sick time at home. Exactly. You just hey, Gosh. give the pro- appropriate, you know, notice I need this time off. Typically sometimes some places it's like seven days notice, which I'm yeah. sure this individual probably did. To have to then justify your reasoning for needing to take time off by writing a, a paper. That's just it's just crazy. For somebody to not read it and completely ignore it and just say, well, this is not acceptable. I'm not going to approve this. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time for everybody. Like what? Just just tell them, you know, this is probably the nice lady that she can have time off. Like, what is the big deal? Like, there's so many employees that work in this company. Like one person missing that day is definitely not going to hurt the team. <laughs> they're they're mad because they don't have someone else they can assign work to so that they could go do anything else. But what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> themselves. Yeah. yeah, they need to clean the entire management out of that whole company. Like just yeah, because all yeah. all this stretches because it's not being taken care of above them. You know, if there's a problem so much that somebody's causing it there. If somebody above them doesn't care and shuns it off, what can you do about it? Yeah, where do you go with it then? Like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, if everybody above you is part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what do you do? They're just adding to it. Oh yeah, yeah. The only appropriate way to to fix this mess, you know, in any kind of sense, to start you know, correcting this issue is just making it, you know, some kind of extreme punishment for individuals that practice th- these methods of, you know, sexist behavior. So maybe that right. could start steering people away from, you know, be, just being this way in general, like, okay, this isn't okay no more. There's no reason to be joking about any of this or, you know, talking to women in this, in this manner or any of this, like there's no reason that you should come to work hungover and or, or drinking in your office. And like, it should be like, okay, you know, there isn't going to be a, like a street, there's no street strike, uh, strike plan here. We're just boom. First incident that you have any kind of sexual allegations against you, you're gone, done, boom, out the door. There's going to be no fans, butts, no investigation, no nothing. Like a slap on the wrist. No. no. And just make oh, it. Oh, they didn't mean it. Just make it known. So the head of this head of Activision needs to enforce something along these lines. You know, obviously this doesn't fix the people that have been damaged by this for years, but at least it will start setting this in the right direction for future candidates that work at this company. Right. This I had read just a little while ago there. I think it was over a thousand employees that signed this petition uh, as well regarding the next uh, couple things we'll be talking about. But uh, I think that they are also Wednesday. So I guess tomorrow they're not going to be going to work out of strike. Employees aren't showing up for that. Yeah, I don't blame them. So I wouldn't go to work either. Very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have a, like a, a deep passion and love for designing games or working in the game industry in a, as a whole to deal with this on a daily basis. Because a normal person just wouldn't, they just wouldn't deal with it. They'd just be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not working here. And, but for people to put up with it on a day, daily basis over and over again, you know, they, you know, they obviously have a passion. They want to do this for a living, but you're forcing them out of like their dream job or their love that they, you know, they enjoy doing every day. For what benefit, yeah, you don't really? Know on the outside. Yeah. 
that they uh that maybe that's what they wanted to do their whole you know life you put everything towards how awesome it would be and on the outside it looks like oh man i'm gonna be working at this big company they do these awesome games i'll get to have you know a job doing this every day and instead you know and having this treated the awful like that yeah there's no reason for that absolutely no reason i mean I mean, it just falls back. I mean, it goes all the way back to the sand, you know, like treat others as you'd like to be treated. Right. Like you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't go around like, oh, can you can you insult me? Insult me, sir? Because uh, I haven't had enough insults today. Can you, can you really <laughs> ream me out? I mean, that would, that'd be great. You know, like, yeah, really dig in there. please. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I haven't had that today. And it's just really missing from my uh, my daily activity. Like nobody's going around <laughs> doing this. And this is like it just, you know, it baffles me that it's like. It goes on for so long and it's never nothing done about it. And it's like, okay, like where, you know, where does that problem actually exist? And it obviously is the very top of the company because they're the ones that eventually the reports go to about any of this. I mean, HR has to, you know, write it up. And if they don't, then maybe HR is the problem. We need to fire all HR, replace all HR. And you know what? I would take the women that were the victims of all this and I would put those people in these positions. So, oh, it, you yeah. know, if it comes forth again, like these, they've, they've been victims to this already. They know how to handle the problem and they're going to believe whatever the claims are. Cause obviously, cause they know they, they live it every day. <clears throat> like let these women run the company. Yeah. They have every right to just as much as these men that are in here thinking that they're 21 years old, 20 18, whatever, fresh yeah. in college. Yeah, they, they think they're living this pro life. Next hot thing on the block, right? Like, there's no reason to have that mentality. Like, like, dude, you just work at Activision. Like, yeah, it's a it's a cool company, you know, that makes, you know, games that you may like. You know, it sounds cool and, you know, and everything when you tell, oh, work at Activision. You know, but in all a sense, it's just a job like everybody else. <laughs> That works. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not untouchable, which is what it seems like a lot of these employees have that mentality of. Exactly. Yeah, you don't get a special. Oh, no, ribbon. you can't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah, you don't get nothing special for working at, at Blizzard or Activision. Like, sorry. Yeah, you might get some, you know, free tokens in World of Warcraft. Hey. But well, that's I mean, it. <laughs> yeah. What do you, What do you get out of that? You know. Let's face it, it's not it's not worth, you know, and like you said earlier, the people that that stand upon it and watch this happening and do nothing about it are just as bad, just as bad. Like these people need to stand up and, you know, all it takes is one person to say something. And and maybe that would help start driving some of this back, you know, OK. And not only did, uh, you know, so and so over here, they objected to it. And then, the, the you know, the female victim obviously objected to it and you know if they, you can make a chain of reaction through the company and then people eventually would just be like yeah we need to get these losers out of here they keep doing this because it's not worth it yeah it could have stopped what happened uh to the female employee that committed suicide as well it could have he put steps to stop prevent that even happening yeah handing out uh nude pictures like let's get real like what are we 12 13 yeah Come on now. These are grown adults behave like grown adults. Like, and if, and you know, if they, if they came to me, I wouldn't be like, Hey, look at these pictures or somebody. I'll just rip them up and throw them away. Like why, why tarnish somebody's reputation 
over some some various uh, unanimous. You know, you know where they came from. Pictures of somebody that obviously they don't want you to have for one. Like, why even even spread that around? Like, what are you gaining out of that situation? Nothing. It's that whole mentality that they have, like, it's honestly, it's not that hard to be a decent person. It's way easier to be a decent person to do, than to be any of these things that these people have done and been doing for however long. And that's not just this company, right. all of them. Yeah, it doesn't take much to just be a decent person. You know, I've read a, 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 a great example of, of like how you can tell if somebody's a decent person. And it's just the very fundamentals of something you may do on a weekly basis. So when you go shopping, you go in the supermarket, right? You come out with that cart full of your groceries. You have two choices, right? You can either a leave the shopping cart where you left where you, you last used it right in the parking space, or two, you can push the car the shopping cart back and put it in the the little caddy thing where the shopping cart should reside, right? Right. You know you have that choice every day. You can either make the right choice, and either way you do it, there's no fine, there's no punishment for leaving in the parking lot. And there's also no reward for putting the shopping cart back. So it's a, it's a real, a real test of your mentality and where you stand on what you think is right from wrong. It's, there's a lot of people that don't think past that. Yeah. That's the simplest thing in life. Like, you know, like if you see, there's times where I see shopping carts in the parking lot that are just in spaces and I'll just put them in the little freaking the thing for the shopping carts, just because I know it irritates me. You know, when people when people do stuff like that, like just it takes two seconds out of your day to push the shopping cart and put it back in the stall. Like, okay, like, why are we going to like just leave it in the parking lot? Like they were nice enough to loan you this cart to use to hold all your groceries. Like, come on now, like just put the cart back and it's not a big deal. And a lot of people, you know, they just leave it there. Like absolutely just leave it in the middle of the freaking parking lot. You know, right by the door and all right their, by yeah, their car. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's just enough room to squeeze into their car. Like, they're not going to push it that extra foot even to get it out the way. And it's just like, apparently those people are all working at Activision. And that, you know, that would just drive <laughs> me nuts. Like, just have to go into a workplace full of people that think the wrong thing is the right thing to do. And that would just, you know, that's just not cool. We just, I just cannot deal with it. And I would just be like, yep, done with this place. And just burn the freaking place down because nobody needs to freaking deal with this every day. The uh, the added on to that too is those same people that leave it there. Not only do they not care about that, but they're not thinking about. Yeah, maybe that's just me, but I always think about the next person or the person that's going to have to come and get that cart, and they're going to have to go walk longer out of their day, which they're probably already upset. You don't know, and yeah. then one more cart could set them off the edge. Basically, you know, you don't. You don't care about them, so they're going to go inside, be mad. That's probably going to get taken out on someone else inside, and then that's a whole other chain of things. People don't think past themselves, which is the worst part of these whole exactly situations. You know, and that's just a, this. It's just a whole situation with the Activision thing. It's just a, 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 gl- a glimmering example of of just as something as simple as pushing a shopping cart back. And I don't want to. I don't want to like it sound and like dumbify the the problem at hand here. But just morals and people's choices are what goes into a lot of this and, and, and people's roles at the company, obviously, you know, these are the people that you look up to on a daily basis. And these are your people that are supposed to be leading you on your projects or to some kind of, you know, 
success, right? right? And and they're the same people that are too lazy to push their shopping cart back and uh, do the right thing. So why would you look up to somebody like that? I don't want to be like that. I want to be like me, you know, that's going to do the right thing and put my my cart back and and maybe help somebody have a better, a decent more, a decent day, you know. Right. Transfers over. These people just have had the the worst. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of these people that they have to go to work. You know, it's not as easy just to switch jobs like they're there and or that or they know their worth and they know, you know, they know where they should be in the company. They are way better than some of their male counterparts in this areas. I mean, it sounds like every one of them are. And they deserve I, places way more than what they're they're getting. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee. I mean, some of the some women I've worked with are some of the most talented people that I've ever worked with. Like, I, I mean, I'm honestly, I'll say that. Like, some of them are like they're beyond smart. You know, like these people are, you know, on a whole nother level, and they deserve to be recognized for that. And and to be holding people back just because of their, you know, their gender is definitely not like like this whole place should just be closed down. Like everybody that plays Blizzard or Activision, you know, IPs or anything should definitely. Like sit down and think like, okay, would I want to support a company like this? Like, is this something that I would stand up for or would I fight against or would I support it? Like you need to figure out where you stand in that category. And then you could figure out, we you know how you would react to such a problem. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I think it was, you told me earlier in the week that they, there were actually protests being staged inside of uh wow that were going on currently. Yeah, start hitting them where it hurts, you know, like Activision is not going to care because all they care about is money signs. So until you start <laughs> doing something that's going to interfere with their business, then it's just not going to happen. There's going to be no change. So making yeah, this one will come know. out and apologize. Oh, we're, we're sorry about our actions. Please buy our battle pass. Yeah, buy, buy my battle pass. Hey, by the way, World of Warcraft uh, coins on sale. Yeah. Oh, new season's coming. Oh. Yeah. They try the old sweep it under the rug technique. It ain't going to work. No, I don't think it's going to work this time. And I, I don't, honestly, it shouldn't work. They need to hit them right no. where the bottom line is. You know, they need to be, you know, you know, they need to go through this lawsuit. Activision is clearly going to lose because what do they got to stand up against? You know, they don't have two legs to stand on in this case. There's too many women. There's too many. There's too many witnesses. You know, there's just you can't fight at this point. It's just how are we going to settle? And how can we make this yeah, right what, in the future? What are you going to do to change? It doesn't just involve doing a payout of money. What are you going to do to to actually fix this problem? Exactly. What are you going to do to stand up and show that, you know, hey, this doesn't set set with us and make an example to these other companies that this is also going on and that maybe other employees are, you know, too afraid to speak out about. Absolutely. You know, and it would be one thing if this was a small little development company, but this is a massive, massive corporation. Like this is something that shouldn't even be it shouldn't even exist in a manner that it does in a, in a, in a company this large. Like it should, it's just too many hands in the pot and like nobody's doing anything. Yeah, I don't get why that's even like whoever thinks that this is even all right, like a, a right way to do things like, oh, they'll they'll do it. They'll do that work because I told them. What are they going to do? Leave? Yeah, they don't have a choice. Either you do the work that you're being told to do or you get fired. 
you know, and your dream is to work in the game industry, what are you going to do? You're going to do the work and hope you can just, you know, stick it out long enough to, to get out of the place and get a better job. But some people, you know, it's not, they're not that fortunate. You know, they they have it goes a little farther than just doing extra work. And that's where. It definitely needs to, somebody has to stand up for it and. And bringing this forth is the only way it's going to ever happen, because now Activision's in the in the limelight of everything. And that's going to affect their their business. You know, it's, it's tarnishing their reputation. They're going to lose profit. You know, people are, you know, obviously not going to play their games. People are, you know, logging out of World of Warcraft servers. You know, the servers are idle. You know, now it's starting to trickle down the ladder. OK, we need to fix this because now it's hurting our profitability. And, and that's when a business is going to be like, OK. How can we settle? How can we fix this and make it right? Now, is that long-term? Probably not. They're going to try to get out of this as unscathed as possible, right? Yep, and return right to normal business. Exactly. Typically, it goes. Yeah, which is terrible as well. I mean, but at least maybe in that case, there would be some kind of example set, whereas maybe if Blizzard and Activision doesn't get this straightened out, maybe some other industries or companies We'll be like, hey, look, we need to buckle down our own operation because I've seen some of this going on as well. And maybe that'll help somebody else's uh, career or somebody else, you know, a future employee, maybe have a better experience. Crazy, man. It's crazy. Mm hmm. Like. At that point, like this stuff just makes me so mad because it's, it's not that hard to be a good person. It's really not. Yeah. But, I mean, I basically really like. Oh, go ahead. All that I know they couldn't do it, but it's like if they were able to flip flop everything and then put all these male employees through the same treatment that you know the female employees have been feeling and experiencing. Yeah, put them in their shoes, right? Yeah, make them feel like they're they're less of a position in the company. Make them feel like they can't come to work and and feel I mean even safe. Yeah, and that's scary, you know, to think about. Hey, I'm going to go to work. You know, this may not turn out so well for me. You know, somebody should have that that thought in the back of their head. Like, that shouldn't be a real thing. God. And, you know, like. No matter what Activision says at this point, there's too many people. It's just too many people coming forward. Like they can't they can't supply an adequate response that would justify any of this. Yeah, they can't type up enough false reports to fix this. Absolutely not. I'm sure that's flown through the idea list of the hires up. Yeah. How can we fix this? Who can type a nice report? <laughs> Nobody. Everybody. A thousand times. Yeah. Everybody's been playing call of duty. Nobody can write anything because all the women are on protest. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's out here hung over. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Smo out here is hung over playing Call of Duty all day. He forgot even how to launch Microsoft Word on his computer because he ain't done it in the past year. <laughs> Ted's been locked in his office the past week. Yeah. Having a big one. Yeah. Somebody's slipping them rations under the door. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's unbearable. Activision did supply a response here. Guess we'll sure. breeze through this even though it's not important, probably. 
it's probably you know i didn't actually i didn't even read this so it's gonna be my first time because i didn't think it was relevant because no nothing they can say can really matter to me personally. Yeah, it's very heartfelt but they say this is activision's direct response to uh what's going on and they said we value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone this is no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of, of any kind we take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims in cases related to misconduct action was taken to address the issue the dfeh includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of blizzard's past we have been extremely cooperative with dfeh throughout their investigation including providing them with extensive de- uh, data and ample documentation but they refused to inform us what issues they perceived they're required by law to adequately investigate and have good faith discussions with us to better understand and resolve any claims or concerns before going before going to litigation. But they failed to do so. Instead, they rushed to file an inadequate, inaccurate complaint as we demonstrate in court. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint that tragic suicide of an employee's passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard of her grieving family. While we found this uh, behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. The picture the DFEH paints is not Blizzard's workplace of today. Over the past several years and continuing since the initial investigation started, we have made significant changes to address the company culture and reflect more diversity within our leadership teams. We have updated our code of conduct and emphasized a strict non-retaliation focus, amplified internal programs and channels for employees to report violations, including the ASK list with a confidential integrity hotline and introduced an employee relationships team dedicated to investigate employees' concerns. We have strengthened our commitment to diversity, equality, and inclusion and combine our employee network at a global level to provide additional support. Employees must also undergo regular and anti-harassment training and have done so for many years. We put tremendous effort in creating a fair, rewarding compensation package and policies that reflect our culture and business. And we strive to pay all employees fairly for equal and substantial similar work. We take a variety of practice steps to ensure the pay is driven by a non-discriminatory factors. For example, we reward comps, compensate employees based on their performance, and we conduct extensive anti-discrimination trainings, including for those who part are part of the compensation process. We are confident in our ability to demonstrate our practices as an equal opportunity employer that fosters a, a supportive, diverse, and inclusive workplace for our people, and we are committed to continuing this effort in the years to come. It is a shame that the DFEH did not want to engage with us on what they thought they were seeing in their investigation. Mm. Man, do you think there's any any leaves left on that bush, or they just beat it, beat it all <laughs> they, off? They really did. They really did smack it around. <laughs> Jeez, come on now. I mean, there was the, it's very. So when I read this, it's very general. Like this could apply to yeah. so, so many different scenarios and and problems. Like they didn't even really come forth you know, and any kind of detail about any actual proven factors, like as the DFEH has proven in some of these bulletins, they didn't even mention these besides the one suicide, which, you know, they're using it as a uh, scapegoat, it seems in this, this retaliation letter. Yeah. They're saying they're, they're trying to say, bringing the family, you know, 
bringing this to light is going to be hard on the family. Well, the people, everyone needs to know. The family probably wants people to know as well. This is, I, I don't see it as a thing that streamed from outside of work. It seemed like this was a big problem because it was the same employee that was uh, about the pictures and everything as well. Absolutely. I mean, that has a big way on that and your whole work life is ruined and, and tarnished by this, by somebody dragging you through the mud like that. Yep. All this they were doing. Yeah. I mean, and the response I, is so broad. It's like, uh, it doesn't give enough example or detail to really apply this to any, any kind of sense to what they're being accused of. No. And all they did here was to cover their own self and say, well, we've updated our code of conduct, which just means you changed it and probably sent out an email saying, Hey, we've updated our code of conduct. Please read. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's, that's, all, that's all you have to do in that situation. That's all companies do. They're, they could have just put that out. They didn't have to go jump into full thing. I mean, yeah, you have this phone line thing that you can call in, but that may even be on the bottom of the list for them to go, Hey, take care of all these things. And then if you have time, check into that, but you know how these people are, they lie, you know, it's that whole. Absolutely. It's that whole thought. I mean, they're, and I've they're, seen that before. That's, uh, that's the only reason I'm saying it. Right. Yeah. Personally. I mean, it just seems as if, you know, I just read a page out of their employee handbook. It doesn't seem, yeah. it doesn't seem very uh, specific for the, this, you know, this event. And it, it was kind of repeating itself quite a few times about compensation and, and diversity and all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously who wouldn't say that in a letter, you know, regardless of what you practice, you know, it doesn't mean you, you know, you, you preach one thing, don't mean you practice the other. And they're trying to play the victim of themselves that the DFEA is just really coming down hard on them when they've been working and changing. Yeah, absolutely. And it says it's set up here that they've been ongoing this for let me look here over the last two years. They've been investigating. So and if this is really changed, you know, these people wouldn't still be bringing this up. If there wasn't like an actual problem still going on. Absolutely. You know, two years. I mean, you've been investigating this company for two years. There's no way that recent cases of this are being pulled, you know, and filed as complaints. And this, these changes were to happen. Like, obviously this didn't happen. This is something that they're just going with. And it sounds good. Absolutely. Sounds great on paper. You know, they, they spent a lot of uh, probably time to word this correctly in a manner that looks good for the, the average eye to read. But if you look past I'm it, sure a few lawyers looked over it too. What's that? I'm sure a few lawyers looked over it too, to make it sound the best that it possibly could. Oh yeah. A legal team definitely handled this and definitely probably put this out on behalf of Activision because they don't know how to open Microsoft word, right? They've been delegating that out for years. Yeah. I mean, when you got a headache, that's the size of like the moon. And, you know, you you can't see right because the sun's shining in your blinds because you're so hungover. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You can't walk in the office because <laughs> Joe Schmo's crawling on the floor in front of you. You don't want to trip on him. <laughs> yeah, crawl into his cube. Uh, yeah. what, what What is that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's what it's, it is. It's hard to believe, man. 
But I do, uh, I do wish all these, you know, the victims of this, and I, I do wish them justice. And I hope Activision has to pay dearly for what they've done. Quite honestly, like I have no sympathy for anybody that you know supports this and and lets it go on for as long as it has. Yeah, I really. Uh, I this whole thing needs to be fixed, and it doesn't need to be brushed over to the side. It's sad that it took all this to actually make it a thing and bring it out, but I'm glad that somebody's handling this, that the actual state stepped in. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do something because they can't they can't let this get on go for as long as it has for no reason. Like unjustified, like there's there's just too much and it's just too much leaking out. I mean, just there, and this is the stuff that's being reported there, you, My God, the list of things that doesn't get reported is probably massive. Yeah. Like this is stuff just the things you know about up to the public. Yeah. Which I'm sure the list is, is, is probably pages and pages of complaints that just never been filed. Like, you know, just people nope. come Hey, look, you know, so-and-so said this to me today. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll file it and, you know, send it to so-and-so probably never happens. It stays right at that level All and up right to the trash. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But we do have, uh, let's see. The former Blizzard boss has, says he is ashamed of recent allegations. So go figure that, right? Well, why would he be happy? Yeah, well, he, he should be. So, <laughs> oh, he's former, former Blizzard. Former. Well, he probably also should still. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. What's he, going he, on then, too? He departed in 2018. So I'm sure this is. There's definitely a thing in 2018. That sounds like almost two years ago ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not really far away from that, huh? <laughs> mm. You know, not pointing any fingers, but hey, they started investigating shortly after this uh, this guy left. So either it was fine until he left, or whoever took over supported these you know inhumane practices in a workplace. I don't know. I don't know enough to tell you that, but right. But uh, Andy Robinson at VGC says former Blizzard boss Mike Morheim. Is that how you would say his last name? Yeah, I'll go with that one. I think sure. he got it this time. <laughs> has said he's ashamed <laughs> of recent allegations of sexual harassment and discrimination against a woman at the company. Writing on Twitter, Morheim, who co-founded Blizzard and worked at the company for nearly three decades before his departure in 2018, said it feels like everything I thought I stood for has been washed away. This week, Activision Blizzard was sued by the state of California because of its reported failure to handle sexual sexual harassment and discrimination against female employees. Since then, numerous Blizzard developers has criticized the company publicly via social media, in particular taking issues with a statement made by Activision Blizzard executive Fran Townsend, who appeared to dismiss the claims made in California lawsuit. Oh, he's not a popular guy now. Fran, Tow- Fran Townsend <laughs> dismissed the claims. <laughs> Good luck. No, it's not very popular among the rest of them. <laughs> check that out. <laughs> Blizzard co-founder Morheim wrote on Saturday, I have read the full complaint against Activision Blizzard and many of the other stories. It's very disturbing and difficult to read. I am ashamed. It feels like everything I, th- I thought I stood for. That's not a good way to say that. I thought I stood for. You don't know what you, th- you thought you stood for? That has been washed hey. away. <laughs> What's... <laughs> What's worse, but even more important, real people have been harmed, and some women had terrible experiences. I was at Blizzard for 28 years during that time. I tried very hard to create an environment that was safe and welcoming for people at all genders and backgrounds. I knew that it was not perfect, but clearly, we were far from that goal. The fact that so many pl- 
So many women were mistreated and were not supported means we let them down. In addition, we did not succeed in making it feel safe for people to tell their truth. And no consolation, the other company has faced similar change, challenges. They wanted us to different, wanted us to be different, better. Harassment and discrimination exist. They are prevalent, uh, prevalent in our industry. It is a responsibility of leadership to keep all employees feeling safe, supported, and treated equal, uh, equal, equitably, regardless of gender and background. It is responsibility of leadership to stamp out toxic, toxicity. And harassment any form across all levels of the company to the blizzard women who experience any of these things. I am extremely sorry that I failed you. I realize that these are just words, but I wanted to acknowledge the women who had awful experiences. I hear you. I believe you. And I am sorry that I have let you down. I want to hear your stories if you're willing to share them as a, lead, a leader in our industry. I can and will use my influence to help drive positive change and combat misagony, discrimination and harassment wherever I can. I believe we can do better, and I believe the gaming industry can be a place where women and minorities are welcomed, included, supported, recognized, rewarded, and ultimately unimpeded from the opportunity to make the types of contributions that all of us join this industry to make. I want to mark. I want the mark I leave on this industry to be something that we can be proud of. <clears throat> a California lawsuit, which was filed on Tuesday at the Los Angeles Superior Court, claims that despite being Headquartered in California, where the nation's strongest anti-harassment, equal pay, and other equal employment opportunity protections exist for employees, Activision has failed to make improvements in this area. Unlike its customer base of increasing diverse players, defendants' workplace is only about 20% women. The state uh, suit uh, adding its top leadership is also exclusively male and white. I think this is repeating the other article now. Activision Blizzard executive Fran Townsend, who was previously the assistant from Homeland Security and counterterrorism to President George W. Bush, reportedly wrote in an email to staff stating that the lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old and out of context stories, some from months more than a decade ago. One Blizzard staff member wrote in on social media following the email publication, I stand with the AB victims and believe their stories. To claim their stories are factually incorrect or untrue is a slap in the face to current and former employees and does not represent my core values. Another ad, I really hope the Blizzard puts a statement on the situation. I agree that we can support a no more legal defense po posturing because the stuff said so far is unacceptable and doesn't represent me. And I know I'm not alone in feeling that way here. So a big old chunk of article statement from the former head of Blizzard. Do you do you take it? Or do you do you feel his emotion reaping out of this or no? I don't know. His sounds a little more personal than everything else. It's yeah. I feel like his touches base a lot a lot better than the official Activision retaliation letter. Yeah, it's a little more personal instead of copy and paste from a, a, a legal book. <laughs> I got a legal book. <laughs> and pushing it uh pushing it off on you know other things and, and that what, what was it? It said a letter from Fran Townsend that said that it old stories that were incorrect. Come on now. Yeah. Or over a decade old or somewhere in there. Obviously there's a problem somewhere. I mean, yeah, for a decade ago, apparently, and it's still happening. <laughs> you just told one yourself, man. Yeah. Regardless of if it's a decade ago, like, I get it. You know, like, 
there's a problem a decade ago. Yeah, that means <laughs> that means you have some sort of history of this problem or uh, problems in general uh, in the area. And you've been hiding it for a decade. <laughs> yeah. And if there's still people talking about it, that means there's still an ongoing problem somewhere. Exactly. I, I feel like he didn't do himself the uh, the, the justice <laughs> right there. <laughs> he didn't he didn't cleanly yeah. state the way he wanted to, to say that, I'm sure, because that doesn't that doesn't sound right. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. Like if you already you're well aware of incidences that happened a decade ago or and and, and within that time frame of now to a decade ago and there has been no correction, no adjustments to the fixing that besides the very bland and generic letter that Activision put out, then you probably didn't fix the problem. I mean these these same <laughs> you, you probably still got it. The <laughs> yeah, same people are still working there, you know, besides, you know, uh this Mike guy that's you know was the head of Blizzard for three decades. You know, founder of Blizzard. Was he the founder or is he a former, former boss? He's co-founder. Co-founder of Blizzard. You know. Um, one of the other things I had read uh, related to this all in that same, like, court record uh, was talking about one of the employees, like the, the higher up ones that they had had a problem with. Uh, and they had spoke to him several times about like his drinking and it, it becoming a problem and, and being involved with the work situation. And it was just all a slap on the wrist. There was never any actual, you know, added repercussions to it or, hey, maybe you need to, uh, we offer like a treatment program through the company like most do. Uh, in that situation, there's usually addiction uh, hotlines and helps. They usually set you up in meetings and everything. You go towards doing that if you're, you know, being a valued employee. But it doesn't seem like it was much more than, hey, you should probably think about that. Maybe you shouldn't hit the bottle too hard. Maybe <laughs> only like two days a week, three. Maybe right. wait till after work. You know, it, it goes a little more if you've known this whole thing going on and you know that person's a problem. There needs yeah. to be more steps taken than just. All right, don't come in your office today. Yeah, it should just honestly, it just should be like a zero tolerance policy. It should be uh, like no exceptions. Like, okay, you did the wrong thing. You know, you did the wrong thing. We, you know, the rules. Sorry, we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah, it, you can't even have that uh, like support system set up if you got the rest of your like staff. You got a whole section of them that are out there chugging beers and all that during work time in the building. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You couldn't get anything. You can't, you can't actually get anything done like that. Like let's, let's be <laughs> <No>. honest. <laughs> from the personal experience, you cannot get anything done. And I'm not talking about being at work doing it, but even at home, like, sure. You can't sit there and be like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this whole project. And then yeah. just get obliterately, <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> Anger is mixing my words up. <laughs> Obliterally rated. Yeah, no, that's definitely like you know, that's common sense, man. Let's let's not let's not get in, like overly intoxicated at work. That doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. You let's cannot not get any intoxicated at work. <laughs> like you cannot be productive in an altered mindset like that. 
But anyways, any final thoughts on the uh, the Blizzard allegations here? Uh, I, uh, just for the people that keep speaking up, because this is probably going to be going on for a while, this case. The more you speaking out, the more it's going to help everybody else. I know it's going to be hard, but then for all these other people, just to fix yourself, be a decent person. Yeah, be a, be a decent person. Report problems. Yeah, don't watch it happen. Yeah, don't be a douche. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you have to, I don't know, it's better to speak up some kind of way instead of waiting and thinking you should speak up like weeks after a problem. Yeah, yeah, live in the moment. Live in that moment. Yeah, but uh, our thoughts out to the ones and victims of the problem. You know, and hopefully justice gets served. In some kind of matter, anyways, yeah. and hopefully, you know, it all works out for their benefit and everybody's benefit that's been involved, and hopefully, they get that addressed. All right, well, no, story number three. So, time to have a little bit of fun now, right? Got the serious business out of the way. Yeah, gotta bring it down some. Bring it down some. Bring it down. But Dead Space remake could feature cut, uh, cut content and sequel features. So Andy Robinson, once again, at uh, VGC, says the creative director of EA's Dead Space remake has suggested that the new game could restore some content cut from the original game. Speaking to IGN, creative director Roman Campos Orola revealed that Development Motive has access to all the original game's assets, including some original environment designs that didn't make it into the final game. We started with the original level design of the original Dead Space. What's funny is that you can see some of the iterations that were made prior to the ship by the team. He said in the first chapter, you can see some of the corridors that they wanted to do first in a certain way. And then you can understand why they changed it for technical constraints or some other reason. Then in terms of visual sound gameplay, everything we are rebuilding, all the, these assets, we are not porting them. It's not unpressing the texture or adding more polygons to the models. It's really rebuilding all these elements, shooting all the animations, etc. This space was announced during Electronic Arts EA Play Live showcase last week, finally confirming the long expected remake project. The game has been described as a full on remake of the original game. Creative director Campos Arola, who joined from Ubisoft especially to make the game revealed that motive is looking to introduce more immersion. Thanks to the next gen consoles ability to remove loading time. He said the team was looking into integrated some features from the later dead space games, such as two's zero gravity segments and hinted that motive could evolve the core dismemberment mechanics, which allowed players to slice off limbs of the enemies. Something that is also really important for us is that there was not, there was not, us that was not there 12 years ago is all those options or different ways to play the game. If you needed, he said all those elements of accessibility will definitely be something important for us in terms of opening up that space experience to a broader set of people that didn't necessarily have the opportunity or could play the game when it came out. So this gets me pretty, pretty pumped for more dead space. What do you, what do you think? Yes, sir. (laughs) Getting rid of everything outside of my head that we just talked about. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> Just a, a good new, well, yeah, I guess we'll call it new, a new horror experience. Because they're they're going to be, it's not going to be a copy and paste of the original. Yeah, it's been rebuilt from the ground up, which is 
awesome. I'm, I'm super excited to hear that part, actually. I mean, the redesign and rebuilding every every texture, every sound, everything in the game. Yeah, just the that little what it was like a one minute trailer. It just showed like a small, tiny clip. Of yeah, that. Just, yeah. Uh, seeing that I, I was I was like, I got chills. Yeah, it's a super uh, it's, it's a shame that probably a lot of people didn't experience it. That's space series. Because it wasn't a uh, super popular, I don't think, when it came out. It was something that people, you know, came fond of after finally getting to experience it. And I think you turned me on to this series after you played the first one. And uh, being a you know a pretty big fan of like horror thrillers or you know suspenseful games such, such as that, it's, it, it was it's probably one of my favorite. You know, a lot of people always talk about you know Resident Evil and you know that's their favorite series. Dead Space was probably that for me for a long time because they were definitely they definitely gave you the the moments of uh, suspense and and horror, and it was done extremely well with the environments and how they they accomplished that. Yeah, for sure the 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 feel of taking survival horror and then they they take you out of your normal zombie spooky stuff on earth and they just throw you into space and space in itself uh it is i mean it's the unknown it's scary you you're stuck you're in the middle like you can't yell for help <laughs> i mean and they took it in, in such a different way and and just adding it in i mean you move a lot slower you really feel uh, like from what i remember on the the original one like that big suit that he's wearing, the big like engineering, mm-hmm. I, I guess is what he was. You really feel like you were wearing that suit because of how the slow movements every time it added the stomp ability in this one, which how like in uh, like Resident Evil compared to that, you know, you, you shoot the brain to, to stop him, kill the zombies like that. This you could you could shoot them, you could blow a leg off, but they're still going to come at you. You had yes. to actually take the limbs off of them. Yeah, I think that's what made it so suspenseful because you could literally like blow their legs off and then uh, they're still they're still very persistent on ending your life. <laughs> they're they're going to crawl at you. Yeah, there's no stopping it. It's made it a little inconvenient for them. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think this is the first game where I've actually experienced jump scares that are very blatantly in the open. Like and you just don't expect it, even though it's it's clearly there. Like there's moments where, you know, some of these the. uh Necromorphs, I think is what they're called. I think I go over this every time with you. <laughs> I think that's their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they, they would just be laying there motionless on the floor, as you would assume they're dead, or as they're not dead. And they, they spring up to life, like in that whole moment. And that happens so many times. And no matter how many times it happens, you never <laughs> learn for some reason. Like No. <laughs> and then, you know, there's also like air vents and stuff that they'll pop out of just out of the blue, out of nowhere. And it's just so well done because they don't they don't do it enough that you would expect it. You know, so they space it out in this this manner where you almost forget about the previous encounter that this happened. And then they hit you with it again, like, bam, <laughs> there it is popping out the air vent again. And it just gets you every time. I think uh, one of my biggest scares that happened in there that I like, I had a feeling it was going to happen. I just didn't know when there's a lot of elevators in that game. And I was like, man, there's vents in this elevator. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know this, even though it makes you feel safe every time, because it always gives you the little loading on like your, the, 
the panel on the the elevator and it's like they wouldn't do that yeah they're no, not they finally you. do it <laughs> they finally do it at one point and it's such a combined space and you're in there with this necromorph that climbs out of there <laughs> between that and then the uh I, I think it was in the first game i i don't i don't remember fully i know it was in the second one but they had the some of the necromorphs that would fly but they could pick up bodies of like the humans on board and turn them into a necromorph yeah was that the first one i, d- I don't remember i just remember I it remember. happening yeah and they would like it would like uh what they have like some kind of way like inject them or something i can't remember yeah hey like they had big suction cup mouths yeah and they would <laughs> yeah then <laughs> they would turn into the enemy yeah that was horrifying and that that added another whole aspect to it like oh great now i gotta also every dead body that i see i need to make sure that that thing doesn't have any limbs <laughs> Yo, so that's that right yeah that body. or you had to make that your first priority like to take that thing out yeah it adds another whole level of panic and, and stress to your already stressful corridor thing that you were doing. Yeah. Corridor beyond corridor. And despite it just being like a walking through corridors kind of game, it was, I mean, it just the moment, the moment action and the suspense in that game, it just, it just made you want to play it from start to end. Like you didn't want to drop off yeah. and play something else as one game. You want to start and then you work through it and all the way to the end. Cause it's just so, even though it is stressful, it is it's so enjoyable of an experience. And it did have um, uh, not like super in-depth puzzles, but there were some small, nice puzzles to do and stuff with your uh, like your stasis mechanic that you had where you could slow down areas and certain things that added another hole. Yeah. Not only to the puzzles, but to the enemies, too, because you could use that on groups of enemies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're going to rebuild all that kind of stuff. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal looking on both these new consoles. Yeah, you think about the the remakes of Resident Evil and then the eight and how that looks and what they did. You yeah. just slap this uh, Dead Space into a new engine. Ooh. Yeah, and the Frostbite engine, I think. Oh my gosh, it's gonna look it's gonna look gorgeous. As gorgeous as it, as you know, <laughs> as terrible in a way, it's going to look terrible, but it's going to be gorgeous at the same time. Very yeah, horrific. At the same time. <laughs> is Space great. is going to feel even more dead than yeah what it did in the other one. Yeah, I'm hoping that the uh, this is a way to you know get this out there, and then I hope they do some more with maybe the other two and three, or maybe make some kind of uh, you know redo the whole trilogy eventually. But I guess uh, a lot of question is like, you know, where do you how does this stand with uh, your thoughts with also Callisto Protocol coming out by uh, the striking distance guys? Yeah, that's like a I mean, it's the what half the guys that are from the Dead Space team. Yeah, it's got like one of their lead guys, I think, is also like extremely involved with the uh, Callisto Protocol. And it well, it really seems like the enemies are are very close to the same. Um, I mean, your your life gauge system is still represented the same way it is in Dead Space with the the tube on your back, full of Kool Aid <laughs> that I always used to think. <laughs> Some of that good life juicing you turn you green. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely pulled like tons of inspiration from the the Dead Space series, and I wonder if these guys over at uh, Striking Distance even were aware that a Dead Space game would be uh, remade. Yeah. 
uh, at the same time. I mean, that kind of sucks in a sense for these guys. Because Dead Space is a well-recognized game, and it's probably definitely going to take the the shine off of, you know, Callisto Protocol. But I'm also excited in the same sense, you know, that's a brand new IP and it's something to look forward to that I haven't experienced. And, you know, it's also designed just for next gen. And, you know, that could be the next raving experience as well. Yeah, it's another game in the in the survival horror genre or, or thriller horror uh which we've talked about a bunch of times it's not as much as what it used to be starting to make a, a little bit of a comeback again yeah i'm excited to see it. a lot excited to see it and that's also built into the the PUBG universe so i don't know how that plays a factor in any of that but yeah i've read that and i thought it was a i thought i was reading a different article i was really confused i was like cool so how does that uh yeah, i have zero understanding how the connection works between those two things but Needless to say, they are connected. <laughs> sure. Hopefully that'll <laughs> bring some kind of light, I guess, <laughs> when it gets closer. I, I don't I don't know what they're yeah. going to do with that. But either way, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, right. Doesn't affect me, no. As long as it's a good game. It's a fun game. Yeah. But story number four, another fun game. Got re- released. We got a review roundup from all over the web. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I have not played. I don't think you played either. No, I have not. Uh, I have not partaken in this one yet. I shall not partake it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. I do want to give it a give it a go because I never got to play the original one. So, I mean, I'm just saying I'm waiting for Wind Waker. I think that's the one I'd, I'd, I'm going to pull the trigger on until then. And, you know, I'm just going to wait it out. Just going to wait it out. <laughs> But uh, Dave Halbury at The Gamer says The Legend of Zelda and the Skyward Sword HD really does revitalize this maligned Nintendo classic. Motion control has proved controversial at launch, but with two robust control schemes included here and the extra fluidity of visuals, this should finally please almost everybody. The linear structure of the game and relatively empty space of the sky will still frustrate some, but the core sword swinging or sword fighting gameplay and straightforward Zelda structure is better here than it is in many other games. If you want a traditional 3D Zelda experience, then Skyward Sword HD is an easy choice. And they scored it a 4 out of 5. Chris at BGC. Yeah, you know, and most of the reviews were solid. There wasn't... I think IGN, I didn't put IGN on here, but they gave it a 10 out of 10, which I was skeptical. I don't know who reviewed that. But VGC also gave it a 5 out of 5, and Chris said that while even an excellent remaster such as this can't make Skyward Sword a perfect Zelda game... This is such a drastic improved version of one of the most overlooked entries in the series. And Switch owners simply mustn't overlook it the second time around. I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, mustn't. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> mustn't. Like put together, like slap that apostrophe in there. You don't have to put not in, in the word. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good point. I don't know if I've ever seen that uh, variation. But you know, now that you say it. It looks strange, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, VGC five to five. Uh John West at Games Radar says Skyward Sword HD is the most misunderstood Legend of Zelda game as a second chance. It is an underappreciated gem, one that finds a space to really ble- breathe with a more reliable and relaxing method of control embedded within it. Skyward Sword has its fair share of problems, but it makes up for many of them in the moments of true brilliance. Defiance against its established series conventions. 
say what you will about Skyward Sword, but it's good to be out on an authored adventure like our adventure with Link again, saving Hyrule one inventive dungeon and challenging boss battle at a time. Four out of five. Jordan Minor, PC Mag, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD doesn't fix all the original game's faults since some of them are just baked into the fundamental design. Still, it fixes many of them and adds a fresh a fresh HD coat of paint. This remaster reminded me of all the things I enjoyed the original title before the game's legacy became consumed by fan disappointment. Breath of the Wild is an ex, uh, exponentially better video game than Skyward Sword in just about every way. But if you're <laughs> if you're already sunk hundreds of hours into that game and need something to do until the sequel drops, Skyward Sword HD is entertaining enough linked to the Zelda's past. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. That's a good uh, look into it on the other side of it. Yeah. You know, guy from PC, obviously, he writes the <laughs> PC mag would give it a 3.5 <laughs> on a Nintendo console. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got a good old Ben Reeves here from Game Informer. In some ways, Skyward Sword was the end of an era. It follows the pattern Nintendo established back in 1998 with the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And it was the last game in the series before Nintendo reconceived the series with Breath of the Wild. In some ways, Skyward Sword perfects Ocarina's template, but the formula also feels well-worn and stuffed with unnecessary junk. Despite all the ways Nintendo updated this package, Skyward Sword remains far from my favorite entry in the series, but this is clearly the best way to play this blemished gem. 8 out of 10 from Game Informer. He talked a little bad about it, still gave it 8. I know, I don't I don't follow that. I, well, at least he was honest saying it wasn't his favorite. Yeah, that could have that's been part cool. of it too. He's just you know, scoring the game for what it is, not his opinion, which, you know, that's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hated uh, this game. Anyway, it deserved a 9. It is a 9. Terrible game. Nobody should this play is it. Garbage. <laughs> all right, so Kevin can. I bet one of these letters are silent, but I'm gonna say them all because I'm a rebel. Because <laughs> you are a rebel. <laughs> Knezovic. Yeah, Kevin Knezovic at Gamespot. He's like, who speaks my name incorrectly? <laughs> who dareth say that he that's probably silent in my name? <laughs> He says, despite these flaws, Skyward Sword is also filled with many genuine magical moments. The soundtrack, notable for being Zelda's first fully orchestrated score, is still delightfully and delightful. And the story is one of the most touching tales the series has ever woven, shedding light on the origins of Hyrule and other elements that has become hallmarks of the franchise. The game's dungeons are a highlight as well, filled with the clever puzzles that test your observation and lateral thinking. After Breath of the Wild exercise classic-style dungeon, Skyward Sword feels especially fresh and satisfying to explore, and the boss battles that await within are almost among the most fun encounters in the series. These elements outweigh the game's flaws and make it a worthwhile adventure. The various quality-of-life tweaks that Nintendo has implemented here welcome as they are, don't fix Skyward Sword's biggest issue, and it remains the most uneven 3D entry in the uh, Zelda series. Even so, the improvements in the Switch Master make the overall experience more enjoyable, and the characteristic Zelda magic ultimately outshines the game's faults. So 7 out of 10 from GameSpot. Still not bad. That's pretty pretty solid scores, really, across the board. I mean, there's really no negative you know, take on the game besides it. You know, the controls were a little not what people expected, but, you know, the motion controls were what the game was built around. So how do you really correct that in a sense that doesn't take away from the game and what it was? Yeah. 
So I, I understand you know, that. When you look at it, though, every every Zelda game has their own. What's the word? Not niche, but it's all got something. It's all like a different mechanic for each game. There's like not really many of the games are the same in some senses. They they usually make a a, a change to it, which affects your actual whole gameplay and the story itself. You know, it's all involved in there. That's very true. You know, and I and played. I, uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Nope. I was just saying. I, I played uh, the Twilight Princess on the Wii, and I think that had motion controls as well. I don't remember though. Do you remember that? One, I didn't play that one. I didn't get. I didn't get the to play any of the the ones that are a lot of people's favorites, which upsets me. Like yeah. I didn't play any of the Wii or Wii U or GameCube ones. The Wii, the Twilight Princess was a really different take on Zelda because it was a much more mature outlook of Zelda and uh, Link's like adventure, I guess you would say. It was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I played that one all the way through, and that's probably the only Zelda game I actually beat on the way through. So take that as you must. <laughs> I think the uh, only other like complaint I heard about this is that like the HD part of it wasn't like a huge difference. I mean, I can but, I can kind of correlate with that a little bit because I did watch some comparison videos and I had I've really struggled to tell the any difference between <laughs> the two. Like I yeah. I mean obviously one I mean it runs in 60 frames on the Switch. So that's a that's a huge plus where it ran in 30 on on the the what did it run on? Wii. Wii, Wii, Wii U. Yeah, Wii U. Gosh, Wii. Yeah, Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah, I couldn't really tell a huge difference in the graphical demonstration from the comparison videos. Besides the fluidity of the in the, the higher frames, I think that's really the benefit yeah. of what you're getting here. But Do they you said think they, this is good uh, that it came out though, because where the Wii U wasn't a huge success as on, on most people's terms. I mean, I think it's good that they re-released it only only because of the fact. And I think they could have done this with any Zelda game. Not just necessarily this one, just because they got to They got to do something. They keep, uh, you know, people's thirst quenched with this Breath of the Wild thing and how they're dragging it out. True. And this is the best way to do it is just keep feeding them some Zelda games. And especially like, you know, like you said, the Wii, where a lot of people might not experience some of the ones on the Wii because, you know, they had their their niche kind of control schemes or, you know, some people might not want to play it like that. You know, so they did incorporate like the, the actual hard button presses for swinging the sword and stuff like that so you don't have to use motion controls but i also also heard it was pretty uh gimmicky and you know it doesn't really do what you want sometimes you know it's, it's really your you know your preference on how you play the game but at least they did go out of their way and add that extra layer of controls yeah which is more than nintendo usually does right <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true <laughs> Uh, a lot of people didn't realize, too, this Scarboard Sword is where a lot of the inspiration for Breath of the Wild came from, because that's the first one that started the stamina gauge um, and climbing as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Which all got transferred into Breath of the Wild and, you know, yep. became it's a, it's a huge Zelda thing now, so. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is like the, the birth child of like a bunch of Zeldas put together. <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's what is it like the most adult version of zelda just by like controls and the style of the game like it almost had a uh 
it was compared to like the souls games in a sense because your your weapons you, you don't use your same weapon all the time there's they degrade the the vast of space and different areas and everything yeah you know i would still to this day i say if they just made it so my freaking sword didn't break every like four chops at an enemy i would probably play that game a whole <laughs> lot more that is like that yeah, is the, that's like the number one most frustrating thing in that game. It's like, oh, I found this cool thing. Oh, I'm glad it's gonna break if I use it. I'm just gonna hold on to it and not use it now. Go through two rooms of a dungeon and it's flashing red, so you gotta yeah. launch it at the thing's head. Yeah. Hope that you got uh, <laughs> one of those uh Yeah, I always got that wood chopping axe and I'm like, why yeah. do I have this? Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> I just did the most frustrating thing. And it's like I always like and like I, I guess I could just look it up at this point, but like if you get like a master sword or something in that game, does that break? Because that that would be the the most um, like dumbest thing. Like, so that from what I remember, I think somebody said it does degrade as well. But you can, I don't remember if it's you can put it back in the stone to replenish it, or if you can repair it. That's just but silly. It's definitely a thing. It still degrades. That's just silly. Nobody smashed sword on somebody's leg. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> wants to deal with that while they're playing. Like I don't understand weapon degradation and like so, like I, some games. Yes, if it's more of on the simulation end of things and stuff like that, and that's the experience you're looking for, absolutely. But in a Zelda game, like like why why is my sword breaking? Like like you know, it took me forever to be able to purchase it or find this sword or get a sword this good. Why is it broke? You know. Yeah, it's like every one of your metal weapons feel like they were whittled out of a tree and they just painted like a sword. Yeah, there's no way it breaks that quick. Like, like, why is it so detrimental to make it break as fast as it does? That does not make the game better. Let's just be honest. Everybody needs to come forward and be like, can you not can you not have such a, a strict durability <laughs> scheme for swords? Like, we don't need that. I, I don't mind if it breaks. Yeah. It doesn't need to be as strict as it is because that's ridiculous. Yeah, the I think the Souls games have have they used to be really bad like that too in the early ones, but they've they found a happy medium uh, of like the the degradation. But it's I, I agree with you on the Zelda thing. I think I would have uh, jumped into this a lot more. It's always that stress of yeah, oh, it's, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole lot of inventory <laughs> I need a whole management. Of weapons. There's <laughs> way too oh, much. No, my last bow inventory. broke. <laughs> yeah. It's just frustrating, man. Yeah, there's some bows you can shoot like a couple shots out of and the things like already degraded. Like, what is this? And you end up just not even picking it up at at some point. Like, I don't, I don't want a bow. You know, I don't want, <laughs> don't want that garbage. Yeah, it's just going to break. I have like 20 bows in my inventory. Never going to use them. Or I'm just going to throw them in the, at the enemies because I pushed the wrong button. That's all I do. I Captain America launched those shields. <laughs> That's all I asked it. I mean, I I don't mind Breath of the Wild as a game. I think the puzzles are cool, you know, and, you know, I like the graphical scheme. It looks cool. It runs well from what I played of it. But that that sword thing, I just can't. It's, it's hard for me to get over. <laughs> it. it really drives me away from playing it, to be quite honest. And we had this talk not long ago about like, we, <laughs> we need did. to get, we need to get back in there, and play the game. But I think that's really what stops me from playing it sometimes. I think about it and it's like, ah, I don't feel like managing my my weapons inventory. I just don't feel like doing it. Yeah, I don't really feel like jumping in to try to play this for an hour and yeah. trying to remember how to play for 40 minutes of it. Yeah, you know, I have like three sticks, probably a goblin arm or something like that. Or some weird freaking <laughs> instrument. Oh, um, what are these things called? Freaking clubs. Oh, 
the Moblin clubs or uh, or something like that. A Baca club. You do like four damage. Yeah, I have like four of those in there. Then eventually you do get like an actual sword, like a knight sword or something like that. I can't remember. Yep. But uh, something like that. And that's still like that degrees nice like incredibly fast. <laughs> like, come on. Like, really? This is the only thing that it that does like at least a decent amount of damage where I don't have to struggle. <laughs> I told you I was frustrated because I lost a Pona in like the first hour that I had her. I, for whatever reason, I left her on the opposite side of the map and you can't call her. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where my horse oh. is. I haven't seen that. I'm out there trying to ride those wild horses. Yeah. And they're not they're not fans of that. They don't like it. Yeah, I just go wear on foot. Because <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like whenever I got the horse it was so long ago that I don't even remember how to get the horse or where where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's at a place I don't know how to get back to. Yeah, I have no idea where it's at. So it's just where it stays. <laughs> but I do think uh, I do want to I do want to play Scattered Sword. You gonna you gonna grab it? That's this, a real thing. Is this a it's a buy I, for you? I, I really do want to play it. Um, I'm not going to get it yet because I'm still still playing some other stuff, but I can only handle like one in-depth long game at a time. I can't multitask anymore. My brain won't let me. <laughs> it takes you like half the day just to figure out the buttons. I know. And <laughs> the other half is trying to decide if you're going to play the game actually or not. Yeah, you put it in and stare at the, the screen and then you load your save up and be like, I don't know what this mm-hmm. is. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Yep. Then five minutes later, you hit that home little house button on the switch and you stare at your menu on the home screen for like 20 minutes. Turn like, on Slay yeah. the Spire or Hades or yeah. something that I can yeah. die real quick. <laughs> yeah, Die real quick. Don't need to know the buttons too well. <laughs> yeah. Hades, you can just smash buttons. It don't even matter. Yeah. Zip zap along the screen. <laughs> yep. Just dash and story swing. And then, and then you're done. Yep. <laughs> you put it away. Punch Papa in the face. Be upset. Yep. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. But I think that's all, uh, that's all I got. Anything Anything to add here? Uh, I did pull up one thing about a game that's in the works. It's supposed to be coming out. It's another uh, survival horror one. And I caught like a little clip of uh, it's supposed to be called post trauma. And it's. um, uh, They said it's sort of a new Silent Hill style. Mm. So it's based off of that. I actually I think it was. um, It's more so inspired by Silent Hill four. That could be something, huh? Yeah. So uh, this is something I want to keep an eye on. Who's uh, who's designing it or does it not say? It is. Uh, come on. Who's doing it? Not going to tell me because that would be cool. That's how articles work. It's not important. They said Silent Hill. That's all you had to do to click the article to read it. <laughs> it does say there's a demo uh, coming soon. Oh, man. Uh, Silent Hill for inspired horror game fixed camera angles. And some sections are in first person as well. It's because they couldn't figure out how to get the camera to work. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find out who it is. Everything pulling up is about 
uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, not the actual game. Man, you dropping these uh, Silent Hill uh, teasers, you know, it's going to definitely generate some some PTSD. Am I working for Blue Box? Am I part of the... (laughs) Start having flashbacks. You know what? I'll see what I can find out about it, but I can't find anything right now. Gotcha. Post-trauma? Pictures look cool, though. Yeah, post trauma. Unknown unknown game development company. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey. Tell me on their Twitter. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep my eye peeled for it. Hopefully it is something, because that'd be cool. Another survival horror game. Why not? Do it up. Send you this picture. Send me that picture. We can gaze is- upon this this next glory. You tell me what you're seeing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to take that picture. It looks like it. It almost looks funny. Like yeah, the, so I thought it was just like a big <laughs> mouth with a bubbly head, like a frog. But no, that's that's other heads on top of a head. Oh, check that out! As I have a bunch of heads on a head. Yeah, it does kind of look like a uh, like two big bug eyes. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's definitely uh, like four heads and a mouth. Do you remember the enemies in Dark Souls, the ones that would give you a like curse? They would just jump up and spit out that stuff. Uh, like probably. Fog into the air. I it kind of so. looks they were they were almost like frog looking and they had the gigantic eyeballs. <laughs> That's originally what I thought it was. But making the picture bigger, it kind of looks like a demigorgon with super skinny legs. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy, though. Creepy though, I'm I'm all about it. Looks, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. The environments are dark. And yeah, some unorthodox uh, monsters are just the way to go. That's the way to go. But yeah, that's all I got now. Excellent. I didn't know anything about that, so you you taught me something very uh, very special today. <laughs> <laughs> But if you don't have anything else to add, I think that's all I got as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you can also find us on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn. And also on all major platforms where you can find this podcast and listen to all its glory. But until next time, take care. Just remember, be a decent person. It's not hard. <laughs>